This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Chris McKinney from Nolan Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 719-210-4242 or visit us online at nolanfinancialpartners.com. And while at our website, click on the radio page and check out our past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, we have it in uh, come on, almost any of the podcasts that you prefer. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or set up a face-to-face or a virtual meeting. So President Joe Biden's recent signing of the Inflation Reduction Act has drawn significant coverage in both general and financial news sectors. While the bill's name is fairly straightforward, as with most pieces of large legislation, the details are anything but. The Inflation Reduction Act includes cash incentives for purchasing electric vehicles, tax breaks to accelerate the country's move to renewable energy sources, and a potential reduction in health care costs for many Americans by allowing Medicare to directly negotiate prices with drug manufacturers. But that's just the tip of the legislative iceberg. So that's what we're going to talk today about today on today's show. We're going to peel back the Inflation Reduction Act in a way that hopefully provides a deeper understanding of what is a massive piece of legislation, what it could mean for you, your wallet, and your financial strategy. But before we explore that subject any further, let me introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore, who doesn't need any legislation to prove his value. Oh, man, what an introduction. Hey, yeah, <laughs> what an introduction. Um, would that make me veto-proof? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm pumped, yeah. Well, I think you've picked a good topic today, Chris. I wanted to ask you, though, you've been traveling the world because yes. Tara, people might be wondering, where's Tara Nolan? She's been off on some adventures for the military, right? Over in Europe. Yep. She's been over there fixing transportation for the for the Air Force. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And uh, so everybody, uh, Tara is one of these people where uh, financial guru, really, you know, getting your life on track, a speaker, an author, and she works right. for the Air Force and helps them with these problems. And so... The listeners out there stuck with you and I, I guess. <laughs> but you, fortunately, were able to take a little time off. I know you've been busy helping clients with their financial yes. needs, but you took a little time to go over to Europe recently. How was I, that trip? I did. Europe was really great. Germany is just a fun place to hang out. This time of year in the fall is really, really pretty time. Where to be were there. you in Germany? Near Frankfurt. Sure. Yeah, near a bay at a base called uh, Ramstein Air Base. Oh, Ramstein. So a lot of people have heard of that base because it gets in the news because that's yeah. whenever we do anything, that's where everybody goes through. It's it's sure. a big big transit base for the Syrians when we did the uh, refugees with those guys and yeah. Afghani's. That's where everything goes through. It's a big transport base. Yeah. Well, anytime you say the name of that base, I, I want to say, Duhast. There's a band. 
<laughs> There's a band from Germany called Ramstein. You know that? One? Oh no, I didn't know that. <laughs> Ramstein. They're they're kind sure. of they're, they're a metal band, and uh, right. they have a. Of course, they are. They had, they had a really <laughs> successful single worldwide called Du Hast. Du Hast. Uh, I'll have to look du, it up. Du Hast. Yeah, it's great. You didn't know that there was a band called that? That's so funny. No, you you no, got to look that it. look that song up, and you'll be your head will be bopping. I know. Oh yeah, I know that's um, not your style of music, but you got to hear that one. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, that's a big one. I, I mean, before I'd heard of the band, I'd heard of the airbase, of course. And, right, and, uh, right. and I am familiar with that. I didn't know that's where uh, she was at. So, um, yeah. well, that's good. I just wanted to ask you about your trip. I'm sure our listeners are interested in that because uh, yeah. Mr. World Traveler, come on. We, we could talk for hours about my trip. It's it's uh, it was an amazing trip. Yeah. my But the only question I have before we jump into the this Inflation Reduction Act and what it means for our listeners out there, Terry. You were over there. You saw her. Is she behaving herself? Is she doing okay? <laughs> she she mostly is behaving herself. Mostly. She's, she's, you know, she has a CEO perspective on the world. Yeah. And that includes this business and also the Air Force. And she, she's so she's trying them, to run that place over there like a business, right? Uh, oh, yeah. So she told them, hey, you know what? Turkey needs manning in this area and we need to get some people over there. So they said, okay, let's look at it. Yep, you're right. <laughs> so they move people. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. That's something. She's working on a level that most of us cannot imagine. And But if yeah. anyone can do it, it's her. I mean, she can juggle a lot of, she has a lot of balls in the air, you know, and She's such a great decider and she does it so quickly. She sees what the issue is and then she can come to decision on a good course of action very quickly. And that's. Well, she's got the energy. She's got the energy and the ability to do that. Not all of us have her ability. And it's good because she needs that. I mean, she thrives on it. She thrives on problem solving. And uh, that is just an amazing thing. And I know, Chris, you and I, we get tired. You know, it's like her, we watch her problem solving. It's like, whoo, that is uh, wearing me out. Uh, but yeah, speaking of this legislation we're talking yes. about, you said the tip of the legislative iceberg. I love that. Uh, and our uh, our do nothing Congress actually passed something. That's a, that's good, right? I mean, it, <laughs> it, 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 it should is. be it should be good. And I know I like it when we can take a story like this and break it down in a way that's going to give our audience a better and deeper understanding. So how do you want to get right. this rolling, Chris? So, yeah, we'll just first talk about how it got uh, passed. I mean, it wasn't a bipartisan piece of legislation. The bill passed on a Senate vote of 51 to 50. And so Vice President uh, Harris had to, to cast a deciding vote. And then it just squeaked through in the House. Now, the, the bill started out as the build back, build back Better legislation, but there were a lot of negotiations to make it, to pare it down, right? And so after all the negotiations, the Build Back Better got scaled down to the Inflation Reduction Act so they could get all the votes they needed to get it changed. So a lot of a lot of the things that were maybe too progressive did come out of it. Right. And it still ended up being a bipartisan. It wasn't a bipartisan. It was like straight down the line, which is uh, crazy. I wish we could get together. That's frustrating, you know, but yeah. they did. They did compromise and pare it down. And some of the more progressive items got removed and it became it went 
back from Build Back Better to the Inflation Reduction Act. And I find that interesting. And from what I've read, it does still focus heavily on climate change and putting money toward dealing with that. What can you tell us about that? That's right. It invests more than $360 billion in energy and climate change programs wow. over the course of the next decade. So that's that's a lot of cash. So it includes significant incentives for those looking to purchase electric vehicles. It also supplies tax breaks designed to increase the pace of the U.S.'s shift to renewable energy. So on commercial and residential, there are some tax breaks for creating renewable energy sources. So how much carbon emissions uh, could possibly be slashed uh, by this bill? So they're looking at it reducing carbon emissions by almost 40% by the year 2030, which is about 10% less than uh, they had hoped for with Build Back Better legislation. However, those goals and uh, realities are, are two different things, of course. So we won't know, you know exactly how that falls out. Now, I can tell you, 23.9% of all our electricity in the United States was generated by renewable energies in 2021. Renewable energies are taking a bigger hold. Yeah, um, that's good. And so hopefully this Build Back Better or the Inflation Reduction Act will help create more storage so we don't have problems when the renewable energies can't produce. So additionally, the legislation supplies $60 billion to cities that are affected by climate change in, in really That's probably ways. all going to Florida and California. <laughs> yeah. So you can imagine Miami is so oh. low. What would happen to Miami? New Orleans, Beach? Miami, and Orleans, uh, LA. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I don't know if they're rebuilding dikes or what they're going to be doing, but yeah. Um, there's also some money uh, for Native American communities oh, okay. um, to make them more climate resiliency. Uh, resilient. Um, so hopefully that 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 helps them out. Sure. Uh, our, I know our Native American communities have a hard time when uh, climate changes and they can't do the things they normally do to take right. care of themselves. They don't have the resources necessarily, at least not all of them, to do the things that, uh, you know, if something happens in Miami, Miami has resources. Right. If something happens in Denver, there are resources. If something happens uh, on the Native American lands and reservations, uh, sometimes they're spread out and they don't have the infrastructure. So that's right. that's probably good. I don't know how all that works. But uh, um, so here's the million dollar question, though. And, and here's yeah. what, you know, uh, a lot of people are saying. How is this or I guess in this situation, the billion dollar question, how's this getting paid for, Chris? So uh, the bill's costs are are covered, hopefully, by the new minimum 15% minimum tax rate that will apply to corporations with profits of a billion dollars or more. Wow. Uh, this bill would also require companies to pay a 1% tax whenever they buy back their own stock. So it won't be, a, it's not a huge burden, a 1% tax on buying back stock, but it will, it will, whenever they think their company is doing well, then they should, they should, and they buy back the stock. That means they're, they're closing out loans, right? Right. When they buy back stock. And so they're they're going to pay a small tax for that. Um, and then also they're um, they're going to enhance the IRS's tax evasion enforcement. 
So hopefully the people that are getting yeah. away with that's the controversial part of the bill. I know that's the part yeah. that the Republicans complained about is the money for tax evasion. Uh, then, uh, you know, enforcement has drawn the fiercest criticism because people are. And I think this is the fault of the media and some people blowing it out of proportion. But they're saying <laughs> they're arguing that, hey, that could lead to armed IRS agents knocking on our door. I, you, you know, know the audit, <laughs> knock, 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 you know. There, there's currently no indication that they're going. No, anybody's going to become knocking on anybody's door. So right. it's probably going to be more in the uh, white collar industry. Of yeah, the wealthy and the corporations. Right. Yeah. Going and paperwork. and enforce enforce tax tax enforcement for the one percent and the and the companies. Right. Yeah. And right. that fifteen percent company tax, corporate tax. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. so we're going to spend about eighty billion over the next decade. Oof on IRS uh, enforcement. So we're really hoping that it gets a return on our dollar. Right. Um, and it's not clear how that money is going to get spent, whether it's, yeah. you know, guys out in the That's field. That's part of the problem. Guys in offices, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it's, um, I guess the IRS should know. Um, yeah. But they're going to use about $45 billion on on the enforcement side. Sure. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a lot. Um, so they're going to increase staffing levels, bring up uh, badly outdated processing systems, which we all know uh, is there as it takes oh, forever. Yeah. You know, we send in a, a form that all they have to do is take the form and crunch it and then kick out our, our refund. Um, and it takes months, right? Right. So why? Because why? it's, I mean, it's all right there. Yeah. Plus, plus, if I know the way government works, uh, the IRS is probably sitting there with uh, tube monitors still, <laughs> and uh, they're on Windows XP. You know they're what I mean? They probably have cathode yeah. ray. They're probably right? yeah, and they're probably <laughs> seriously. I know oh, yeah. these where the computers are way outdated. Oh yeah, <clears throat> like they're usually two, three, or four operating systems at least behind sometimes it's uh, it's nuts so i think yes. uh, i think uh, earmarked because there's five billion i see that's earmarked for technology for the irs and so i hope that they're yeah. going to update the systems and maybe hire some people to uh work those systems to speed things up but uh here's the so we've talked about some positives of the bill i think we've talked about a few positives that right. i think were needed um, and this, but I'm going to talk about or ask you about the, what I consider uh, the biggest negative with this bill. And this is, and uh, this okay. isn't party specific. This is just Congress and our government in general. Whenever they come out with one of these bills, the name of the bill is usually ironic <laughs> or <laughs> completely false or the opposite. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, this is called the Inflation Reduction Act, right? Uh, and that's attention grabbing. Sounds great right now because we're right. in almost record high inflation. At least in the last forty years, it's the highest it's been in forty years. Um, uh, so targeting inflation seems like the right move if they want to get public support for this. Uh, but yeah. does this legislation actually do anything to reduce inflation? Um, well, so we have this thing called the Congressional Budget Office, yep. an independent agency, right? They're not, they're not tied to partisan. They're, yeah, they're nonpartisan things, right? right? They're nonpartisan budget and economic information that they give to Congress. They analyze things. 
you know, what they give out is still based opinion is opinion. Uh, But they think that the bill's impact on inflation is going to be negligible. Um, (laughs) Now, I your words, right? I saw that they said negligible. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's what it said. Um, Anyway, but but um, that doesn't mean that it may not help the individual people. Oh, sure. There's things it can do to help people and help our government, but directly lower inflation or immediately lower inflation. Right. Because inflation is tied to so many things. Oh yeah. That this inflation reduction act will take years and years to get hold of. And, uh, and, and it doesn't really control uh, petroleum pricing. And so, Petroleum and and those kind of things. It can't control. I mean, it's going to. It's trying to help the uh, get more electric vehicles. Now that includes sure. semi trucks. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I talked to a trucker once. He he said, and this was like three years ago. He said, if if I was buying uh, a, a semi today, I would be. I would buy an electric one. And so electric semis have actually been in service in this country for over four or five years. People don't know about it because they're just in in regional supply. They're not doing the long haul trucking. Nope. But most trucking. And mostly in the South, you know, in warmer climates. Yeah. um, Or, or on the West coast. So West coast. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that has stable temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't get super cold. They don't get super hot. Um, and so, but that's where they're trying them so they can get, you know, to see how to improve them and do those things. But that's where it started. Um, it's going to be, you know, uh, more companies are coming out with, uh, semis. And so I think that may help if, if that happens, um, you know, it may change that would have an effect on inflation. Yeah, but, but but anyway, <laughs> but the good news is the next item I know you're going to talk about. And yes. now we're going to get to the best thing about this bill. Uh, it, I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, what you are or how much you hate the government. What do we hate about the government? You've been talking about billions of dollars you're spending. spending. And so that's what makes some of, uh, you know, especially conservatives. You, you, this is like, hey, this is costing us too much money. Here we go. Right. The government spend, spend, spend. But this bill, unlike any bill in the last, I mean, a number of decades, I I heard it's actually going to reduce the deficit. Is that true? That is exactly right. So the Congressional Budget Office, the same one that said negligible, is predicting that the legislation will reduce the federal deficit by as much as $102 billion over the next nine years. So that's a significant number, hundred billion yeah. bucks. Yeah, I know the very in the and the very conservative right wing um, uh, committee uh, to hold the government accountable uh, for uh, responsible spending and deficit spending and things like that. Uh, they actually gave this bill a high rating because it's one of the few bills ever that reduces the deficit. And um, I looked into this because I'm like, okay, come on, how is it going to do this? Um, but it's that 15% mandatory corporate tax on these right. companies that like Google and Apple and Microsoft that make billions of dollars. They have to pay uh, right now. Some of them are paying zero. Yep. Right. And so that's going to raise a lot of money, more than enough to cover 
Uh, and I think we're going to get to this, but the Medicare changes to Medicare, that's really where that $102 billion number comes from because the government is going to save money in Medicare because of some of these laws. But uh, we'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, I think this has been great. Um, that's amazing. $102 billion. Yes. So uh, you're highlighting some of these most important elements uh, of this. We're talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. And I mean, you know, uh, how they're going to fund the price tag and whether or not it's going to do actually anything to <laughs> reduce inflation <laughs> is another thing. Right. Uh, but the I think the things to help with, um, you know, changing over our energy and not being so uh, oil dependent, uh, you know, Russia and OPEC and the Saudis, right? I mean, that's been tough. So this will this will yeah. help with that. So uh, what do you have for us next? Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, prescription drug prices that were signed into law. So yeah. and um, this is where I think that 102 billion comes in. So what do you have yeah. to tell us about this? So so Medicare is going to be able to negotiate drug prices directly with the manufacturers. This, yeah. this is something that the lobbyists have, have kept out of Congress for a long time. They yeah. could not get it. They couldn't, they couldn't stop it this time for some reason. So our, our congressional uh, representatives stood firm and had a backbone for once yeah. to do something good for, for people. Um, so it allows Medicare to negotiate drug prices for the first time. It puts a yearly cap of $2,000 on how much Part D prescription drug plan enrollees will have to pay out of pocket for medications and levies tax penalties on drug manufacturers that increase their prices beyond the rate of inflation. So these wow. are, these are, these are powerful. That's powerful legislation. Yeah, uh, because in the past we've seen drugs go up 20, 30, 40% in a year, right? <laughs> Way One, beyond inflation, even this year. <laughs> Way beyond this year's inflation, which is saying something because yes. inflation is horrible right now. Yeah. And inflation in the drug industry has typically always been much higher yeah. than the inflation that's been going on in in uh, our society because they just feel like they can. You, you need the drugs. You're going to pay for them. An example of that is Medicare provided insulin. It is now capped at $35 a month and also ends out-of-pocket expenses for many vaccines under Medicare. Mm. So the Congressional Budget Office thinks Medicare may save hundreds of billions of dollars over the next decade, thanks to its ability to now negotiate the prices of some prescription drugs, as well as potential rebates to encourage drug companies to keep prices at or below the inflation rate. Mm. Well, and and there you go. I mean, that's the best uh, if you're looking for uh, a silver lining to this bill, uh, whether, you know, you agree with parts of it or not, this is the part I think everyone agreed on that it was needed yes. is reducing uh, prescription drug prices for Medicare. And um, my frustration here is um, the timing. And we'll get into that as far as, uh, you know, the, they're limiting the number of drugs they can negotiate and it's not going yeah. to start. It's not going to start even until the end of next year or 2024. <clears throat> it's just like stuff like that. So you still see the hand of the big pharma lobbyists right. influencing. So it's a compromise, but it's, some, it's a step in the right direction, I think. Uh, but it is really good. And I, I believe I heard a news report saying, 
that this Inflation Reduction Act is also connected to last year's American Rescue Plan and continues some of those uh, changes that were passed for during COVID. Right. It provides a three-year extension uh, to the expanded subsidies and other financial enhan- enhancements that were first included in last year's American Rescue Plan. And so they were designed to reduce expenses of health insurance plans available in the Affordable Care Act marketplace. Hmm. So those subsidies have been crit- especially critical for people between the ages of 50 and 64 who sometimes pay up to three times more for health insurance. Wow. Yeah. Before they hit that Medicare age. Right. Yeah. If they, if they stop working in their 50s and or are unable to work and need Medicare or, or you know, sometimes uh, sometimes they get in a situation where maybe their spouse uh, hasn't worked. And so uh, or they're younger than their spouse or something like that. And so they they need uh, health care help, but they are not getting it from a, an employer and they're not eligible for Medicare. So that's that window, isn't it, where people are really paying a lot for health care. I've, I've had many clients that they have continued to work past when they wanted to. They had enough money to retire on, except for, for medical coverage. Yep. My neighbor, so, same way. He actually worked yeah. until he was uh, 70 and so he wanted to retire at 65, but his wife is a lot younger than he is. And right. for her health care, it would have cost, and she, she, uh, you know, uh, she was a stay-at-home mom and does things uh, from the house. Or, so, yeah, it, or or if you still have uh, dependents in in the house, yes, yeah, you know, sometimes people older older folks are uh, people are having kids later in life, yeah. and so they may still have kids. Yeah. He had to work five years thing. longer. They had money to retire. They had plenty yeah. to retire, but they couldn't afford health care even right. with that. They would have ran out of money in retirement had they paid that health care. Yeah, bill. the twelve to fifteen thousand dollars a year in in health cost. Uh, we're out of time. Let our listeners know how to get a hold of you and that phone number they can call to get a plan in place. Well, Tony, give us a call at 719-210-4242. So give us a call. Um, mention the radio show, and we will give you a complimentary consultation. Uh, if you're one of the first. 20 callers just mentioned that you listen to the inflation reduction act show and, and you'll get that uh, consultation. And so give us a call now, 719-210-4242. If you want to just check us out and, and get to know us a little bit first, go out to our website, nolanfinancialpartners.com. Check out our radio show there. You can listen to some of our past podcasts to get to know us better. Uh, read through some of the things that we do. It's a really pretty website. It's easy on the eyes. So go check it out. And that number, once again, is 719-210-4242. Give us a call. All right. Thanks, Chris. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Chris McKinney. Take care and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com. 
Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.